What's going on, everyone? This is Two Bays and a Pod, and man, I'm excited to uh, talk about this episode today. Um, I am your host, Andrew Wright, and over in his bedroom is my awesome co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, just like Andrew said, this episode is pretty exciting, not only for him, but for me as well, and we can't wait for you guys to hear it. So, Hope you guys are sitting down or working out or however you guys are listening. We're just thankful that you guys are listening. So here's the episode. All right, Cody. Well, um, man, we get to nerd out today. I'm so excited. I, I don't get to nerd out a ton. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do nerd out every now and then with my wife. Um, you know, the stuff that she allows, mm-hmm. um, which is, she allows a lot. I'm yeah. not going to lie about it. She does allow a lot. I mean, I, I still have my Yu-Gi-Oh cards from like high school. And, wow. You know, when I'm really bored, I'm building my decks <laughs> for the <laughs> off chance that maybe one day someone will actually, will actually play with me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think this is a bold face lie, this is a hundred percent accurate. I'm this laughing is, because I'm not, I know for a fact I'm that this is all lying. this is all true. There is yeah, absolutely is, no doubt that you were telling the absolute truth. I'm absolutely telling the truth. Um, <laughs> actually, my daughter she asked if uh, I could teach her how to play, and so uh, I was like, "Yes, yes, please come over here." <laughs> so I, I was trying to teach her a little bit. Of course, she doesn't understand it right away, and then I try to get my wife to duel me. And uh, she said, that's going to gonna be a hard, that's going to be a hard pass. And I said, okay. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I was never a Yu-Gi-Oh guy. I was, a, I was Pokemon, but even mm-hmm. still, I didn't know how to play Pokemon. I just like collecting yeah. the cards. And actually my nope. sister texted me, I think a couple of, I think a week or two ago asking if I still have my old Pokemon cards. Cause she wants to give them to my niece who's now getting into Pokemon and she's got like Pokemon go on her like tablet and stuff. So oh, yeah. we, I have like all the old, old cards before they went to however many Pokemon there are now. Cause back in our day, they started at 151 and then yeah. out of yeah. nowhere, there's like 10,000 more that just pops out of nowhere. So, yep. yep, exactly. Yeah. I, I used to collect, I'm with you. I used to collect the Pokemon cards. I didn't know how to play. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got older, I wanted to try and learn how to play, but then that's when Yu-Gi-Oh kind of came in and I kind of got into that more. And so Mm -hmm. then I put all my, um, all my like learning how to play one of these card games into Mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. And, um, and then, uh, with, with Pokemon, I still had some really good cards. I mean, I have like a, uh, holographic Mewtwo still. I I have a way. I have like a holographic Charizard. I think those are worth a lot of money nowadays. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm hoping it'll get like 500 bucks soon. Um, I have like an ancient Mew card, which is like all the whole card is like the foil thing that they have anyway. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I still have some stuff, uh, you know, from Pokemon. But yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! was was my go-to card game. So Did you have the Game Boy um, when you were younger? And did you have Zelda or did you have Pokemon? Uh, I did not have a Game Boy. Oh, I was, you didn't have a Game I Boy. I never got a Game Boy. I was uh, I was not one of those kids who could afford the Game Boy. <laughs> so. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> the first Game Boy I had was this giant block, and it was all black and white. 
And mm-hmm. actually, technically, it wasn't black and white. It was green and black because the screen had a green haze on it. And then I think, I can't remember, my parents somehow, they, I think, I think one of my parents had gotten a Christmas bonus and then they got my sister and I the Game Boy colors. So they're smaller and they had fancy colors. Yeah. And then, and then as a kid, we got obviously the game cartridges, but I was so stuck on Pokemon. I always played the Pokemon, uh, you know, Game Boy. And I had the, the blue version for a long time. I had a neighbor who I would play often who had the red version. And at the time you had to like trade Pokemon through the devices. Cause not every, not every red or blue or whatever the color was had them all. So you had to like negotiate with that guy. If hey, do you have this? And then you got to find a way to trade and you can battle. And, and See, then I was, I was always the kid that was outside of that. Like I would always hear all my friends talk about it. So I knew like what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But, like when it came to like if I would ask my friends, Oh hey, can I play? And they'd be like, Uh no. Like, <laughs> okay. So I was always the kid like over your shoulder, like, Oh, that's so cool. So like uh, I knew how to play, but I just I never played it. Well see, I didn't know how to play the card game. I just knew I just knew the game the game console part of it of Game Boy. So like yeah. the only thing I knew is I just knew what level each like what Pokemon gets to what level to evolve and what it takes to evolve that Pokemon. Because we would, I would play it like a hundred times, and then I would know like what cities you need to battle, you know, the the bosses, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. And you know, after a while, like you figure out. Uh, well, at least I had a book that would tell you, like, okay, because <laughs> this person has these Pokemon, then you need this Pokemon to, to go against it, and you know, and so on and so forth. So I did all that until I was probably like, oh gosh, I think it was like. 12 or 13 when i got out of that and then i got into sports like really hard and then ever since then if it wasn't something with nba or nfl or james bond because i really loved the nintendo 64 james <laughs> oh, bond the that nintendo was like 64 yeah that was like one of the best games of all time if it wasn't one of those then i wasn't interested in it so <laughs> yeah man brings it brings it back doesn't it oh. anyway that was that was probably some of the nerdiest talk i've ever had um <laughs> I've had nerdier, but it's that was pretty up there in my yeah. adulthood. Um, but uh, we are not going to be talking about that. So if you haven't skipped or stopped this uh, podcast, we actually kind of wanted to go uh, talk about the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason it kind of came up, um, and Cody, you know this, so and, you know, I'm not telling you anything new, but um, my wife and I, my wife just... Uh, stop basically working she went on maternity leave mm-hmm. and so um i i told her i said when you go on maternity leave why don't we start up the um all the marvel movies but we'll do it in order how it's like the chronological order right and i watch them you know consecutively and and my daughter hasn't seen them all so you know it would be fun to watch them with her and and all that so we found a website and it showed us well that's not true. I didn't find it. Actually, my friend uh, Brad, uh, who's been on the podcast, he um, actually sent it to me a while ago, and I had been wanting to do this. So finally, we had an excuse to do it. So we um, decided that we were going to watch them when my wife uh, finally stopped uh, on this past Friday. And it actually turned out that we wanted to watch them a lot sooner. So we started a week before. Um, I don't know exactly how many movies I want to say it's like 23, 24. Yeah. I think I, something like that. I could count, but it's, I don't want to. Um, so 
we are down to only four movies left. So wow. we've done work for the past two weeks. Um, and I'm actually very surprised because my, my daughter, she's watched all of them with us. Um, her favorite one, her favorite, she said her favorite uh, boy Avenger is the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Okay. <laughs> And uh, she said her favorite girl Avenger is Captain Marvel. Of course, yeah, that one is always, that one's a good movie though too. So, it is. Um, but yeah, the very first uh, movie is Captain America: The First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Then it goes Captain Marvel, then Iron Man, Iron Man Two, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, and then the First Avenger. So. You have six movies before you get to the start of the Avengers. And when we watch those, I, you know, because like Captain Marvel, it's supposed to take place in like the, in, it says in 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie didn't come out until what, like 2018, 2017? Yeah. So it was kind of was, yeah, it was like way out of line. So when you actually watch these in order, like a lot of the stuff starts to make sense. Like, okay. Nick Fury, um, you find out why he has the eye patch. Right. You find you find out what the uh, pager was paging or who, who? he was trying to contact. Right. During, uh, at the end of Avengers: Infinity War, um, and then uh, and if you haven't seen these movies, this is going to be a spoiler alert. Apparently. Huge spoiler alerts all over this episode. Yeah. So beware. Um, and then, um. Uh, where was I going with this? <laughs> um, but then you kind of like figure out why like Captain Marvel basically wasn't really part of the Avengers until they like really needed her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of really cool. Um, you kind of see the, like with Iron Man, you kind of see where he kind of goes through some changes. Obviously Captain America, you kind of get his mindset. So it actually really did kind of help watching these movies in order because there are some things that when I was watching them, I was like, uh, I don't really understand that, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to roll with it, whatever. Um, but like you start to understand that, you know, uh, Thor, the reason he doesn't become King, you know, is he's got to learn a lot and he, it takes him a long time to learn the stuff, but it's not like he's a bad guy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, um, so I don't know, it, it's just, it's definitely answered some questions that I've had, um, you know, uh, watching like the Black Panther movie and how Black Panther was kind of introduced in Civil War. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of figuring out, you know, how he became Black Panther and, you know, all that. It's just, it's a really, it's really cool to see how everything progressed and uh yeah basically the only movies we have left is avengers infinity war uh ant-man and the wasp and avengers endgame and then spider-man far from home so um cody i know you love these movies um you know you're not as much of a nerd i think as, as i am because some of these i actually have not i don't want to say i've like read all the comics but Mm -hmm. most of these i have read a lot of comics on them so i kind of like go back to that and you know that's how my mindset is so when i Mm -hmm. see these movies i think i see it a little differently than you did yeah because you didn't didn't read the comics so why don't you kind of go into how you feel about all this so uh 
so first off, I've I've watched all these as well. I haven't done the timeline challenge essentially, which is what you guys are doing. But I have, when I was in high school, I want to say in two thousand and six or seven, when the first Iron Man came out, my uh, my sister and I and our friend from high school, shout out to Cody uh, Skinner, who's actually found out that she's having a girl. So congratulations to her. But anyways, when Thank you to her. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Anyways, when we uh, when we would go and watch, I remember like um, I'd heard a little bit about Iron Man because when I was growing up, I watched the Spider Man cartoons. Um, there was one that would always come on. Uh, well, at the time, there was this uh, channel that we I got when I was a kid called Fox Kids, and when that yeah. would come on, yeah, Spider Man was on that one. And then this is going to be kind of old school for you, Drew. I don't know if you remember these, but Beetleborgs. Do you remember those that show? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. There was like those X- kind of X-Men kind of, would always come on there yeah, too. The cartoon X-Men and then Beetleborgs which is kind of like a spoof on like Power Rangers but like with Beetles is kind of odd. Anyways, um and then uh you know Spider-Man would be on there and I remember there was uh you know Spider-Man had I think Iron Man come on as a special guest and it was like a huge yeah. like crossover thing with at the time there was like Iron Man and then Carnage and then Venom and they all were kind of like all in one episode but I didn't know that much about Iron Man until watching this, until watching the first Iron Man movie where I didn't realize that Tony Stark was kind of, um, you know, flamboyant, you know, super rich, kind of into himself and really like kind of spoiled in a sense, which is kind of how it was portrayed in the first movie. And then I never knew how he became Iron Man. I just always knew that he was Iron Man. So it was kind of cool to see like how that happened. And I have no idea. You're going to probably confirm this or not if that's at comic, if that's, accurate in terms of what the comics say but i think for the most part for someone like me who loves these movies and even though i watched some of the cartoons growing up you don't really need to be a a comic book nerd to read all this to like not like these movies because i think there is still something about them that are unique because really the cool thing about these character arcs that they did was making them feel human and then you know putting them up against people and having them to you know, to really see how our hero is. And, you know, one of the impressive things is growing up, like even watching the cartoons, I think we never really thought that being this age, we would ever see superhero movies that were almost as close to cartoons in terms of like what they can do and imagination and creativity and action, all that. Never thought it would get to that point, but there's a lot of those movies that have gotten there. And I think the first superhero movie that came out was Spider-Man, but you can tell it, like it was good, but it wasn't nearly on the same level as like these Avengers movies or, you know, the Marvel cinematic, um, you know, cinema, like they just raised the bar and Iron Man was fantastic. Um, I don't remember seeing Thor in the theaters. I remember watching that later. Um, a lot of these movies I didn't get to see until later and it wasn't until, Oh gosh, I think Iron Man three is when I started consistently watching them in theaters. Like, consistently when they'd come out i'd be ready to go because all the other ones at first it just you know it was like when they come out okay we'll watch them and luckily like i would watch them enough to where i can keep up with a lot of them but you know one of the cool memories i remember is my wife and i and my mother before she passed we got to go see the first avengers together and we were all kind of blown away like i think my (laughs) my wife and my mom took me there because they knew i was like a, a kid at heart wanting to watch this movie and they end up enjoying it so now like the cool thing is, is with my wife and I, anytime these Marvel movies come on, we really, really, really enjoy watching it. And, 
there's a lot of times where Haley will watch him with us and her favorite character as well is, um, is um, Captain Marvel as well. Although she's also a low-key uh, Black Widow fan. So that's kind of funny because she really likes that. She'll try to do like the little moves every now and again. So that's, mm-hmm. that's funny to watch. But uh, my son's even gotten into it. He's a, he's a pretty big fan of it. When we were watching uh, Infinity War and Endgame, he, he was like me just in shock and awe about the storyline and how they went. But, you know, he also loves the humor about it. I think his favorite ones are Ant-Man 1 and 2. Those are his favorite because how funny they are. But, yeah, those are good. But I just love I, – I, one of the things I think I'm really – I really find cool is that they took 23 movies and the number is 23 and they were, they're able to be their own, but yet in the same universe. And then there's a little bit of them. in and now the Avenger movies where you still know what's going on and yet you don't have to watch the Avengers to know what's going on. You, you know, mm-hmm. you can watch all these movies and they're their own movie and their own flavor. And I think, you know, that's, that's phenomenal, especially like a movie like black Panther you know, that was such an iconic movie and I think it's even more precedent now than when it was first made, you know, and then um, even the latest Spider-Man movie is just so, is so good on a, not only on a storyline, but just, you know, the actors that they have playing all these characters. So I think that's what I really enjoy uh, from, you know, watching all these movies and, you know, I may not have read all the comic books, but I can definitely watch these movies and geek out just because like I know who majority of these actors are and they play these characters so well that I, yeah. there's, there's no other actors that could fit into these character roles, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have too many issues with, I mean, any of that. I mean, um, me reading some of the comics, um, honestly, I was always a big, um, spider-man fan that was always my favorite so mm-hmm. when you were talking about fox kids i mean i remember coming home after school and rushing to my parents room um, because my sister would have the tv in the living room and mm-hmm. i had to go in my parents room to watch their tv to watch spider-man mm-hmm. because it came on like right when i got home like at three o'clock or something like that there was no way i was missing a minute of what yep. was going to happen so um, and I think honestly, I another Yu-Gi-Oh reference. I have actually been watching Yu-Gi-Oh on Netflix, but I saw that they have the original cartoon on Disney Plus. So I think once I'm done with Yu-Gi-Oh, which I'm almost done, uh, I'm gonna go and rewatch the, all the Spider-Man ones. So I'm really excited about that. But anyway, um, but yeah, like you said, Iron Man comes in to play. Captain America actually shows up in in those, and so. Um, yeah, I mean, from when I was like either read or, you know, watch the shows or whatever, and the shows are actually, the original cartoons are pretty accurate to the comics. They're not too far fetched from Mm -hmm. it. So, uh, that's what, I think that's another one. That's another thing why I really liked it. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm very picky with Spider-Man. So Mm -hmm. like when Tobey Maguire came out. I always told people, they're like, oh, you're a big Spider-Man fan. What did you think of the movie? And I said, well, they got, they got the uh, Green Goblin correct. Um, and like they did that really well. They got um, Peter Parker like spot on. Mm-hmm. But they're like, so do you like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man? And I go, no. Because mm-hmm. my issue with Tobey Maguire was he was too serious as Spider-Man. 
And for me, Spider-Man was always a little bit like a little snarky and like had these like one liners as he was fighting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I always liked it because I'm, you know, as I've said on here before, I'm huge into like comedy stuff. Like I, that's what I would try. I try and watch all the time. So for me, like reading or, you know, watching something, I had to be entertained comedy wise. And so that's why Spider-Man always like, I always was so connected with Spider-Man because I love the comedic part of it, but it was still like action packed, you know, it's still cool. And mm-hmm. you know, how some random guy who's some geeky guy becomes, you know, this superhuman and, you know, in a lot of people would just be boisterous about, Oh, I'm Spider-Man. I'm Spider-Man, but he can't, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. It was always really cool about that. And so I always tell people, I was like, I like Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker, but as Spider-Man, I don't like him. He's not Spider-Man to me. And they're like, oh my God, you're being so like, you're being so nerdy. And I was like, yeah, but that's, that's what I want. I want someone who's not only good at at being one of them, but also being, I I want them to be good at both. Mm -hmm. And honestly, my favorite was Andrew Garfield. Mm, now the only thing they did wrong with andrew garfield is they didn't show how nerdy he was like in school Mm -hmm. he was kind of more of a hip modern yeah where he was smart but he wasn't entirely like picked on you know they didn't show that well um but that one with andrew garfield the the two movies they got almost everything right in my book Mm -hmm. like what i was looking for so his love interest it was not mary jane mary jane wasn't even like she went to the same school but in the original comics it wasn't like mary jane was like the first girl he was ever in love with it was actually um gwen stacy and so that's why i loved that i was like yes thank god they're finally getting it right Uh the first uh the first um the amazing spider-man the first villain was uh, the, the and it and so that's like dead on with the comic as well. So mm-hmm. I, I think, and I thought Andrew Garfield not only portrayed being Spider-Man and kind of a little quirky, but he would also know when to do the serious times. That's what I really liked about it. I like Tom Holland. I don't, I'm not saying I don't, mm-hmm. I think Tom Holland does a really good, I think he's a really good Spider-Man. I don't think he's a great Peter Parker either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think they kind of showed a lot of his nerdy side in uh, Spider-Man um, Homecoming. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of really showed that really well, but I think he's a better Spider-Man than he is a Peter Parker. So that's mm-hmm. why for me, Andrew Garfield was always the better one because he was more to, he was good at both. Mm-hmm. And um, also the movies with Andrew Garfield really um, were in line with, um, they were really in line with how the comic was and I th- mm-hmm. think that's what I really liked about it so call me picky but I mean I am about this stuff especially Spider-Man Spider-Man I'm I'm the most picky about and yeah. like, it's hard for me to like I the only thing I have an issue with uh, with these new Spider-Man is Mary Jane like they made her like a modern day Mary Jane mm-hmm. which I get why they're doing that they want to connect with a different audience so it's not that I don't understand that but it's just like 
they made her like a complete outsider in like in her high school days. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden in the last one, far from home, you know, she's like all on Peter and it was like, no, 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 I don't <laughs> like this. No. So, uh, yeah. but I do like Zendaya. I think she's, I think she does a really good job at what mm-hmm. she's, what she's trying to portray as Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. So it's again, like I said, I understand it, but it's just, you know, me being super picky about Spider-Man, I don't, I don't like that part of it. So, yeah. Um, with Captain America, I think they did a really good job in the first Avenger with the Red Skull and you know mm-hmm. how he kind of becomes Captain America and how he just never stops and mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's that was Captain America to a T. Yeah. Um, but like later on when he's kind of like. No, I'm going to go against, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to save, you know, save Bucky. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I never got to Winter Soldier um, with like his comics with Captain America. So I don't really know that storyline very well. Mm-hmm. I do kind of have an issue with him being like, he was like so okay with just going against the grain. He wasn't even like really struggling with it. It was more like it was more like he was struggling with Tony Stark. And so mm-hmm. I kind of had an issue with that, like how they portrayed that. Cause, but then again, like I was telling my wife, especially in civil war, I do really like the fact that in that movie, they really show you both sides. Yeah. Like it wasn't just like you're, there's one person who's right. And one person who's wrong. It was, they both were right. And they were mm-hmm. also both wrong. Yeah. You know, and you can see where they were coming from in both perspectives. So I wasn't a huge fan when Civil War first came out. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I think they kind of forced it a little bit to kind of try and play a little bit more of a narrative. And it, honestly, it really felt like they were trying to, like, push out who Spider-Man was because they wanted to get that movie out really, really quick. Because mm-hmm. in that time, they were, like, already showing the Spider-Man movie. And they're like, oh, Civil War. They're like, oh, we need to show Spider-Man real quick. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like, that's what it felt like to me. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that movie was very underrated. I think it was actually uh, a really good story because you could see how Tony Stark comes to um, what he believes is right. But you can also see how um, uh, Captain America decides, okay, you know, I'm going to go and try and help my friend Bucky because I believe that he's not, he didn't do this. So mm-hmm. I, I do like that they they um, really portrayed both sides really well. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of hard. Honestly, I was uh, me and my wife were watching it and I was just like, it's kind of hard to root for both. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, you know, I think I talked too much. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> and then uh, when we come back, Cody, we'll get a lot of your thoughts. So, Cody, I kind of gave a little perspective on, you know, uh, Spider-Man, how my perspectives were and what I was looking forward to when they made Spider-Man movies and Captain Mm -hmm. America. Mm -hmm. Iron Man, I'll I'll go quick on this. In the comics, he wasn't an arrogant guy, per se. He was was a rich guy and, you know, he was, like, really smart. And Mm -hmm. he wasn't... I, I think... I think they overdid it when they had Robert Downey Jr. But what I really like is even though it wasn't really how Tony Stark really was Mm -hmm. like from a comic book standpoint or, 
you know, the, the cartoons and whatnot, they did really lean into like what strong suits Robert Downey Jr. had and kind of made it him like a modernized Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And I actually love it a lot. I think they, they nailed it with Iron Man and with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Um, so I don't know your kind of thoughts on, on all three of those really. So I'll just start with Iron Man first. Um, I like, just like you, I love Tony Stark, um, the way that Robert Downey Jr. did again. So I didn't read any Iron Man comics, so I don't really know if he was really that arrogant or that, or that brash to be honest with you. But honestly, I can, I think I can understand it to the sense of how Robert Downey Jr. played it, where this kid grew up essentially with a silver spoon in his mouth. His dad basically was one of the founders of S.H.I.E.L.D. They were always rich and, he, you know, he was always known. I don't know in the comics that this is true, but at least what they were saying is his backstory is he was always a partier. He was always in trouble with the tabloids and he was always getting essentially bailed out because of his wealth and because of his privilege and all that stuff. So I really love the character development that Downey Jr. did with him with you know, the first Iron Man where he realized what his weapons are doing to the world and how he didn't like that. So he took matters into his own hands. And then the second part is when he's so arrogant about what he's basically discovered to keep the world safe that somebody actually challenged him and almost got the best of down, uh, of uh, Tony Stark. So, you know, he had to, he had to get the help of his, of, uh, of Rhodes essentially to help him, you know, get over that. And then I think the third Iron Man, I don't think is the I don't want to say it's not the best. I really like it for the sense of it really made Tony be use his emotions, his heart, his mind to defeat, you know, the, the, you know, the bad guy in that movie and not the suit. Cause all it was, because the first two movies were basically all about the suit and then Tony just making the suit better and doing all this. And then the third movie actually made Tony, beat whoever he beat as Tony and technically he didn't even beat him. It was pepper who (laughs) beat the guy in the third movie. So, um, but I really love the way that Downey jr. Portrayed that in each movie Downing Downey made that character evolve just a little bit more, you know, in the first Avengers, he was still, um, he was still super um, into himself, but you know, he, he was somebody that wanted to be a team player and was there when called upon. And that kind of translated really well into Iron Man 3. Well, he was basically having PTSD from all that and then, you know, was finding a way to get over that. And then in Civil War, realizing that the repercussions of being an Avenger and doing all this was weighing heavy on him and he wanted to stop it again, which is basically what his first, what, which is basically why he became Iron Man because he wanted to stop hurting people with his weapons and all that stuff. So I really love the way that that was all portrayed. Uh, as far as Captain America, one of the things I loved is every movie that uh, Chris Evans was in, which, by the way, is probably my favorite actor, one of my favorite actors I've ever witnessed watching because he's got some really good movies. Like Snowpiercer is an okay movie, but the storyline is really unique, and he's a good actor. Um, if no if no one's ever seen it, Defending Jacob, he plays a really good character in that movie. I highly recommend anybody to watch that. And all the Captain America movies, he portrayed captain america so well to where at some point you almost believe that chris evans is real life captain america but really he's just he's just an actor he's pretty he's pretty human but you know he took it to a level to where you could you aspire to be that and one of the things i really liked is you know in the first iron man he seemed naive about the world the second iron man he realized that he had been lied to essentially by 
Nick Fury and shield and how Hydra was already infiltrated in there. Um, and then in civil war, basically that, that you just saw captain America just kind of, even though like what your point was, is he was kind of swaying. He didn't really fight against the grain or what didn't tear him up. And it's probably because he had been lied to so many times that now he's standing on something that is completely right. And he's not wavering from that. Like everybody else has been compromised all the way up to that point, you know, and, and I just love how Chris Evans took that character to the very end of Endgame and how, how special that story ended. And Spider-Man, in my opinion, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is probably the most underrated best performance of Spider-Man in those two movies. I really love The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. I think Andrew Garfield did a phenomenal job. I will say, though, that I do like Tom Holland a little bit better than both of them. And the only reason why is because there's something about that Tom Harlan has done to the Peter Parker character and Spider-Man that's made him really charming and just kind of likable. And you get the sense of him being an actual kid. And um, I just, I don't know. It's, it's really unique. It's, it's different. And I, and I like that growing up though, watching the cartoon Spider-Man, one of the things that threw me off about the first Spider-Man movie that they made with Tobey Maguire is in the first Spider-Man movie or in the cartoon, um, he was bitten obviously by a radioactive spider the next day or that same day he wasn't feeling well. He goes to sleep the next day. Then he all of a sudden has Spider-Man powers and he created his own web shooters and all that stuff. He basically in the cartoon talked about all that. One of the things that threw me off in the first movie is he doesn't create a web shooter. He doesn't have web cartridges. Um, obviously they did a really good job about his spider sense. That was really, really good. Mm-hmm. But I was confused. Like, wait, he can shoot web out of his wrist. I don't get it. I, I thought he had needed shooters for that but then he can, you know, he can wall climb and all that stuff. So those were a couple of things that kind of confused me a little bit about the first movie. Um, And uh, in the Andrew Garfield movie, though, it did kind of address that he has web shooters. But, you know, again, though, because I didn't read the amazing Spider-Man comic book storyline, I I was really just taking it for what it was. I knew that the lizard was a main character. And then in the second movie, they had Electrode and they had Rhino. And I think they had the the hobgoblin in that one but that one didn't get as much hype as it should have with the hobgoblin because that was like his second most like his second worst nemesis i think compared to i think lizard was his major one and hobgoblin was one that i remember in the cartoon as being a big one like there was green goblin but hobgoblin was always there the one with the orange beanie Mm -hmm. that one was always very prevalent so in the Andrew Garfield movies, especially in the second one, it just seemed like that that goblin character kind of just got thrown in there. And I really thought that that should have been one to kind of focus on other than Electrode, which don't get me wrong, Jamie Foxx did a a good job on that. But Mm -hmm. I really felt like that movie should have wrapped around more of the Hobgoblin character. Yes. But for the most part, though, I've been, I love those movies. Anytime they're on, I love watching them. Um, The only movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm not that... I'm not that great about watching is Dr. Strange. It's not that it's not a good movie. It's just not a movie. I go running to go watch. Yeah. And Thor to the dark world. I don't even remember how that movie goes, but you know, I imagine it's a decent movie. They're all good. There's not a bad one, but I think I've watched it twice and it's not that I don't remember it because I don't like it. It's just, it's okay. Like it, I just, I don't know. I just wasn't a big fan of that one, but 
you know, it, it doesn't mean that you can't watch that movie and not know what's still going on. That's kind of the good thing about the Marvel universe is you can just kind of watch all the movies if you want to on their own. But when you watch all the Avengers movie where they're all together, you don't really need to have watched all the other movies, but it is kind of cool to see because then you kind of get to be a nerd, like what you were mentioning and <laughs> then, then know about all the little ins and outs and the Easter yeah. eggs, so to speak, that are hidden throughout the film. Um, a lot of, I did want to bring this up. The, um, if you've, if you're not familiar with the comics, the actual original Avengers, like the very first Avengers, and one thing I was a little upset that they didn't do, but overall the movie was fantastic. So I never really nitpicked it as much as I normally would. Mm-hmm. Captain America, obviously, um, Iron Man, uh, Thor, the Hulk, and then a lot of people don't know this, but Ant Man and the Wasp, those were the original mm. um, Avengers. Um, Spider-Man doesn't come in until way later. Uh, Black Panther is the same. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, way later. Um, who was the other? Oh, uh, Captain Marvel um, mm-hmm. doesn't really show up. Doctor Strange, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of those, they don't show up until way, 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 way later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people don't know that Ant-Man and the Wasp were... Um, like uh, the original Avengers, mm-hmm. like the very first comic is all those that I just mentioned. So it's pretty cool. If, uh, if you didn't know that now, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so that's why Ant-Man was, had to be kind of a, a big part, um, yeah. in, in the later Avenger movies. Um, but I love the Thor movies. I wasn't, I wasn't really into Thor as much. Um, I, you know, I, never really had much exposure, much um, accessibility to Thor. So I never Mm -hmm. really knew a lot about him, but um, you know, I have seen a little bit from him and to be perfectly honest, and we were talking about this just before we started, Mm -hmm. Thor was, was the stronger Avenger. Like Hulk just, you know, destroyed everything. He was just this smasher. He was just this big bulky dude, but Thor was a God. Mm-hmm. He could summon thunder whenever he wanted to. The hammer was never really, you know, the thing that made him, but it was like a tool that he used, like, you know, a, a fighter with a sword, mm-hmm. you know, type thing, like Zoro. He wasn't, you know, he was still Zoro with or without the sword, but same thing with Thor. He was still Thor with or without the without the hammer. And I think Thor Ragnarok really shows that. Um, and... um really shows that, you know, he was, he was who he was, you know, he was still mm-hmm. that God. And so I think I, I was always a little upset that they kind of made like the Hulk, just like he was unbeatable. And it was mm-hmm. like, mm, Thor was actually supposed to be that guy. But mm-hmm. I think in these, it makes more sense. The Hulk, cause he's just this big dude and he just destroys everything. So it's not a big issue, but you know, it is one of those things that I'm always like, I remember that Thor was kind of this, almost unbeatable thing you know and then kind of like thinking about later on with the uh avengers infinity war and endgame like thor just is no match for thanos and my wife did bring up a good point she was like well i think it also helped thanos by the time he kind of like meets up with thor 
mm-hmm. he's already got like a couple of the infinity stones. Mm-hmm. True, that's true. But he, you know, for me, he should have definitely been more of a, uh, you know, uh, more of a, a a fight. I guess I should say for mm-hmm. Thanos. So, um, for me, uh, you know, I I love the first Thor. I actually really like Dark World. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not one of my favorites. I mean, I don't think anyone would say that, but it is a good one to me. Ragnarok, I think, is very underrated, and I think it was one of those movies, again, that mm-hmm. they tried to kind of force out, and so a lot of people were a little shut off by that. They were like, eh, whatever. And um, and they kind of had to do it before Infinity War, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they made that movie after, actually. After Infinity War? I think they did, no? No. no that was 2017. No, so I think, yeah, Randorock before. Yeah, Randorock ends and Infinity War begins. That's basically how close they are. In, yeah. So. So I, and I, I just feel like it was kind of shoved out, and so a lot of people are like, "I'm just going to wait for the Avengers movie." Because I remember there were a lot of people who told me that, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I think going into all watching all of these, the only movies that we hadn't watched was uh, Doctor Strange. Um, I, Iron Man three, mm-hmm. and we had seen half of Guardians of the Galaxy two, but we didn't finish it. Mm. I guess we thought we did, but we ended up not. <laughs> <laughs> um, those were the only. I'm trying to make sure that I'm not getting that wrong, but yeah, those were really the only movies that we hadn't seen. So watching Iron Man three, I I was really paying attention. I, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um. I didn't think it was great. I think they really, I, I just, it wasn't my favorite Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just felt like it was kind of, uh, it was, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they kind of told the story of, and it kind of answered the question. Cause when I saw Avengers Endgame with you, mm-hmm. um, it kind of answered the question for me, why Pepper Potts was, you know, flying around and she was able to do it. And I was like, what the hell? Where did that mm-hmm. come from? So, <laughs> Um, and then Guardians of the Galaxy 2, um, I, I really like. I think that was a really good movie. Um, it's kind of, for me, the whole the whole dad situation, and then all of a sudden, like, he's just, like, this god, and I don't know. It was, it was kind of, eh, it was all right for me, but uh, most of the movie I thought was really good. I think the ending kind of was meh for me. Um, and then Doctor Strange, it was, like you said, it wasn't a terrible movie, but it's just not my thing, you yeah. know? Um, and I kind of got bored with it after a while. And But I really do like that they made Doctor Strange this character. And I have, I have no knowledge of Doctor Strange. I have never been into Doctor Strange. So yeah. this was my first exposure with it. And um, I like the fact that they kind of made him a little bit challenging to the Tony Stark character. Yeah. They're both really arrogant guys. They, you know, they come from money. They um, are just these, they know that they're the best at whatever they do. And so they just think they're automatically better than you. Mm-hmm. And so when those actually two meet in infinity war, it was really, it was a really cool dynamic. So I actually really like how they did that. Yeah. Um, so for me, yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Doctor Strange, the movie, but I do, I was, I did like the character that he kind of portrayed. So I think that was, that was good. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, talking about like really good movies, I mean, Black Panther is mm-hmm. definitely one of those. Um, and I love how Winter Soldier is hiding out there. I thought that was such a great add to it. Um, because mm-hmm. we were like, where the hell? And like, where, what are we like, what is he going to do with him? How is he going to hide him? And then you see Black Panther, you're like, oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's that is the only guy who should be having the Winter Soldier hideout. So, right. I, I really like how they did that. Um, you know, it, it does make me, I think, watching a lot of those before and then like now re watching these, it does make me. Um, appreciate uh, some of the other movies that maybe I didn't appreciate at the time, like Civil War. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really appreciated it as much as I did. Um, I actually like Age of Ultron Avengers. Uh, I know a yeah. lot of people didn't, but I thought they did a really good job with the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I thought honestly, I think she nails it. And then with Vision, how they kind of add him too. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I thought they did a really good job. So. I'm a basically I'm a fan of these Marvel movies. There's a few that I can just you know kind of bypass, but for the most part, I I can watch all of them again and again. Yeah, for sure. Um, I own well, I don't own 23 of them. I think I own <laughs> <laughs> I think I own six movies. Um, I let's see. I've got Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame, Civil War. And I feel like I, there's another one. Oh, Guardian of the Galaxies 2. Oh, no, I, I got a couple more of them. Uh, I got both of the Spider-Mans <laughs> 8. Um, I feel like there's one more that I'm missing. Uh, well, I think that's pretty much it. But uh, um, but anyways, though, um, one of the things I really like about, especially, for example, what, uh, what the Avengers movies has kind of done is um, – it's super unique because there's so much, you know, high profile actors that are coming together in one movie and normally yeah. having one movie that has all this talented actors sometimes doesn't do very well. And one of the very cool things is all these characters, um, when they came in, they, they just fit like a hand in a glove, man. They, they, it worked out really, really well. They all were able to kind of compliment one another and, you know, and then, because I'm actually a fan of Age of Ultron Avengers as well. I, I think I prefer that one more than some of the other movies just because I, I really like how, um, how that movie went. And I just, I don't know, the flow of it just is really, really fun. But uh, I remember going to Civil War with, uh, with my wife and leaving the theater with my, with my mouth on the floor because of basically what ended up happening with the very end with, you know, the winter soldier, uh, Iron Man and Captain America, you know, fighting. And then that's just, you know, it. And, uh, yeah, I just, I remember that was like such a mind blowing moment, but then I kind of wonder like Marvel is doing such a good job at these movies, you know, and they've got more coming down with like the, um, the internals, they've got even a reboot of blade coming out. Um, they've got, uh, you know, I think, They've got a Black Widow one coming out, I think, in August, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, I think but, so. So not only that, but they've got uh, some more like coming down the pipeline that's going to, what I've been reading, is going to make almost another form of the Avengers. It's not the originals, but it's going to be a, like a branch off of another part of the Avengers. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, 
what's wrong with DC? How come they can't get it right? <laughs> well, I, before I get into that, I do want to say, I want to give you kudos for what you were saying. Like Chris Evans couldn't have played Captain America any better. Like that was the perfect casting. Yeah. Um, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, fantastic. Um, Chris Hemsworth playing Thor. I mean, I never heard of the guy before, and I yeah. was like, man, this guy is spot on. Yeah. Um, you know, Mark Ruffalo, he wasn't the original Hulk. Um, I think a lot of people may not know that. Maybe some people do, but Edward Norton obviously played the Incredible Hulk the first mm-hmm. time. Um, and we're not talking about the first Hulk where they made that wasn't even Marvel. That was just <laughs> some guy trying to make a Hulk movie with yeah. um, uh, Eric, what's Eric Bana. Eric Bana, yeah. AKA um, Dirty John. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Eric Bana. I mean, he's meh. But um, yeah, Edward Norton, I was really looking forward to seeing him, but I think he didn't want to be um, basically what Andrew Garfield ended up. He didn't want to just be uh, cast as one guy every with all these movies. He wanted to kind of like break away from that and be like his own guy. So I think that's why Edward Norton ended up not doing it. Um, but Mark Ruffalo, I, I don't think he's done a bad job. Um, I don't like the way they kind of portray like Hulk and Thor and in like Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, not fighting wise, but kind of like their personality, like how all of a sudden they're just like completely. Ch- I wasn't a huge fan of that, but um, but yeah, for most part, a lot of the um, casting, like Chris Pratt as uh, Star Lord, I think is fantastic. Um, you know, just I mean, I could go through the whole list, but I think they did a great job casting. Is mm-hmm. is basically where I'm trying to get at. And you're right. I mean, they've made it work. And you wouldn't think with all those personalities and, and a lot of these guys are big names. Like, as you mentioned, like Chris Evans and now Chris Hemsworth is really big. Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. Has been big for a while, mm-hmm. you know, having like those types of guys and Chris Pratt was, you know, starting to boom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at those guys and you're just like, man, I mean, how did they get it to work? And I think it was, these guys were willing to work with each other. Like they mm-hmm. bought into these characters and now there's this storyline. And so they really bought in. And I think also when Stan Lee uh, passed, I think that also kind of, uh, especially with Endgame, I think that really added to how they, how they finished it up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you. I think they cast it really well with DC. Their issue is, is they're trying to do, First, they try and do like this new age, like they're trying to overdo Marvel and they're like trying to force it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's their issue. And not only that, but like I think their other issue is they wanted to do this Justice League movie. Yeah. And they Batman. And when they asked Christian Bale, he was like, he didn't want to do it. He mm-hmm. was, you know, three movies and I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Christian Bale was the best Batman, but he was, especially with the Dark Knight series that he was in. Yeah. He did a really good job. And he was, for a long time, one of the more consistent Batmans. Yeah. And so it would have been, I think it would have worked a little bit better if it were Christian Bale. But they're like, oh, and so, you know, Ben Affleck kind of got thrown in there. And I know Ben Affleck really wanted to do it, but he did not play it well. He just. And Batman is like, 
is the guy for mm-hmm. DC. Like if I know a lot of people might argue Superman, okay, that's that's fine, but it's not hard to play Superman. Batman is like he's the guy that you look at and you say, "Oh, I could do that if I just had some money." You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's who you look at. And so for me they got Batman wrong and that's where it went wrong because mm-hmm. they nailed Aquaman. I oh, think yeah. Aquaman, yeah. Jason uh, Momoa is fantastic. I think he does a great job. And Gal Gadot um who plays Wonder Woman, I think she did a fantastic job. And I actually like the Wonder Woman movie. That's probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite DC movies. Yeah. Um that they made. Um but then like I said with the Batman, it just with Ben Affleck it was a complete flop. Um Henry Cavill, I think he did okay as as Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I don't, you know, I just don't think those guys as well. I don't think they were willing to work with each other as much as like the Marvel series. And like I said, I really think they rushed Justice League. I think that's yeah. the other issue yeah. is they wanted to try and and rival Marvel, and they were just willing to put out a movie versus actually thinking about okay we we need to you know we need to get on their level first and i don't mm-hmm. think they ever got there yeah because the superman movie wasn't great mm-hmm. i mean like we said wonder woman was good and you know i i actually haven't seen all of the aquaman movie so that that might be a little blasphemy in mm-hmm. in my rating of aquaman but from what i've seen him play as aquaman i thought he was i thought he nailed it um, but like those weren't like box office booms. I mean, really, the only DC movie that has ever been a really good boom type thing was Superman back in the '60s, mm-hmm. and Batman, basically, um, with Christian Bale mm-hmm. and uh, I was gonna say Val Kilmer. Yeah, the Val Kilmer one was he wasn't bad. Um. The George Clooney though one, holy cow! That Michael one Keaton. was Michael Keaton. Michael yeah. Keaton. That was that the was best the one. one I was trying to think. Yeah. So, did you say the George Clooney one was the best? No, you. Oh. no. <laughs> I was. Tr- you were thinking of Bruce Wayne's or Batman's, and I was throwing out names, and then you said Michael Keaton, and then I replied to that. Okay. Yes, that's the best one so far. Thank God, because we would have an issue with. That. So, no, George Clooney. <laughs> It shouldn't even be terrible. ranked in the in. The, I think Adam West is a better Batman than than George Clooney. Let me tell you this: this it's the same argument with Spider Man. George Clooney was such a good Bruce Wayne, but he was a terrible Batman. Yeah, so he here's was my, a terrible Batman. Here's my thing about the whole Justice League that they tried to rush. So I guess we are we're going to switch over to DC. I opened a can of worms, and I'm all for it right now. So, um, first off, Ben Affleck being Batman, I did not hate i did not like him as bruce wayne at all i don't think he did bruce wayne any justice because if i could find a way to put bruce wayne's personality from christian bale and put it together with how i thought ben affleck did as batman in terms of like his combat skills you know how he kind of was i think that would be a good hybrid in my opinion i liked that but I definitely think that Batman, when you think DC, some people are going to say Superman, like you said, but I definitely think it is Batman because Batman has such a folklore of like stories and comics of like, he defeated all the um, Justice League members all by himself. And he's human. 
He's a billionaire who knows endless amounts of fighting techniques and skills and all these gadgets. And he finds a way to beat you. And you know, that's Batman. Like he, he beats anybody and he'll figure it out, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's really hard to find an actor who's going to put all that into one. Mm -hmm. I don't think though, that even if you put Christian Bale into that justice league or even Batman versus Superman, you could have saved it. I don't think that storyline was right. I don't like how they kind of threw it all together. I remember we stood in line. I think it was like one of the first nights that Batman vs Superman was premiering. I think it was like second night it was premiering or the first night. We stood in line at the, um, at the college campus one. And it was you, Brad, myself, and Calvin. The four of us were waiting outside for an hour and a half to get inside. Movie plays and we all kind of walked out like, that was it, huh? All that for, uh, for that, you know? And like, I liked it. I enjoyed it because it had some good action, but it was like, it was lost. There was parts missing. There was no continuity, no consistency to it. I really like Henry. I really like, um, the Superman that they, um, that they had. I I actually liked the way that he did Superman. I I thought he was great, but that, but Ben Affleck as the bat, as the Batman character really was tough because like what you said, they rushed it all so much that they just was no character development. You know, like that Batman needed at least two movies to kind of really develop to someone that we would like. And then Wonder Woman all of a sudden comes out of nowhere. Now, granted, it worked out that she was, that actress is fantastic as Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. But altogether, that movie was kind of a disappointment, even though it had all the main characters that you would want. But because there's yeah. no development, like what Marvel did, where they took their time, Iron Man had two movies come out before their first Avengers movie, you know, and Iron Man, you can argue, you can make an argument that Iron Man is the, is what brought the Avengers together. And he, he had two standalone movies before an Avengers even came out. But he still had his fingerprints on all the other, all the other Marvel movies because, you know, of him and Nick Fury recruiting all these people for the Avengers. You had one Superman movie, then you had Batman versus Superman and that was it. And then they go straight into to Justice League. Mm-hmm. There's no warm-up to Aquaman. There's no warm-up to The Flash or Cyborg or Wonder Woman. And, you know, they're all good actors, but it just there was no there was no long-term plan, which I thought yeah. was really unfortunate. But yeah. but the Aquaman movie is really good. You will you if you when you finish watching it all, you will enjoy it. The Shazam movie is really, really good. That's a good movie. Um, DC knows how to do really good kind of standalone movies, but when they put them all together, this is my point exactly where the Avengers know how to take all these high-profile actors, get them to work together and put out good movies, but DC had all these high-profile actors and it just didn't work. There was something about it. It was missing something and it just wasn't as good. And I don't know why DC just for some reason... They've got good characters. They've got some of the best comic book heroes in this in the history of the world, and yet they delivered so poorly on the characters and what came out in Justice League and all that stuff. So yeah, well, I think to your point, um, kind of what you were saying, like they took their time on making these characters, like you know, Captain America, like. 
you had you had this movie and how he became Captain America and kind of you get to see who he was and then Iron Man you know yeah there was there was two movies so they had a little more time with Iron Man but like the Hulk like you figure out okay this is what he does oh then Thor and then it wasn't it wasn't like they were just like oh magically we made it we made this team and they're like so good and blah 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 and they all work so well together there was still struggle. So it wasn't it wasn't like a unrealistic thing where it was just like, you know, snap of a finger and they were all working together. It was more of they had to like basically like Nick Fury, he kinda had to lie and mm-hmm. manipulate a little bit to get all of them there. Mm-hmm. And then when they realized what the threat was, no matter what their differences were, they decide, okay, we're gonna work together, we're gonna do this, we're gonna stop this, we can talk about whatever later. Mm-hmm. And I think with the Justice League, it was just like Batman was like, oh, I know who you are, so you should come with me. And they're like, oh, okay, I've heard of you. You have a lot of money. <laughs> and the whole Batman and Super versus Superman, God, I hate, I hated that movie so bad. I know. I felt I so bad you, when we I went. Thought you were, I know you were liking it. And me and uh, Brad and I, we, we did feel bad because we were making fun of that movie the whole time. But we were like, but it was so stupid that they were like, the reason Superman and Batman like stop fighting each other is they're like, Martha, that's Martha. my mother. No, that's my mother's name. We were like, oh my God, are you kidding me? This is some bull. But uh, in actual comics, uh, uh, Batman and Superman, Batman does win. Mm-hmm. He does beat Superman. And I think that was always one of those things where I really liked Batman after that. Like I was like, oh, Batman, without superpowers kicked ass mm-hmm. and i was like yes go so um you know i i do like that but i just thought it was such a stupid thing of why they saw and it wasn't like batman was trying to beat him because he was afraid of superman it was he was trying to get superman to understand it was actually superman who didn't understand who batman was mm-hmm. and so that was the other thing i had an issue with because they reversed it they made it like Batman was like, we have to eliminate all these threats, no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. And like, he was like, no, that wasn't Batman. It was Superman. Superman was the one who was like, who are you? What are you doing here? And Batman was like, hey, listen, you know, um, we got this guy out there. And Superman's like, I don't want to hear it, you know. And he, yeah, yeah. that's how they start fighting. And so with, um, I thought they really messed that dynamic up because when Superman and Batman do end up working together, and I don't think that's another thing. Like Superman, like basically dies like so quickly. <laughs> it was a little annoying. It was like, dude, why are you here? Like, just <laughs> God, just stay dead. <laughs> I, mean, I know there's probably some Superman fans out there like, I can't believe you, but I'm sorry. I'm a huge Batman fan. I always thought Superman was kind of a little bit of a pansy. <laughs> um, and, uh, but anyway, like, I just thought they kind of messed that up because like when they do finally start working together, like they were so good together. Yeah. But they didn't develop that. They just kind of threw it in there. And that is another issue of if you really want me to believe that Batman and Superman are now okay with each other, Mm -hmm. like you have to move towards that. It wasn't, they just were like, uh, they both have the same mother's first name. Now we're <laughs> best friends. That was like now they're now they're going to work together. Fantastic. It was just like, no, come on. So, you know, 
It's just exactly what you said. They they didn't have good character development. They just tried to, they were trying to get these movies out so they could do the Justice League. And it was just like the Wonder Woman movie they did so good with because they didn't have to add anything in it. Mm-hmm. And so when you finally see the Justice League movie when uh, Batman is trying to recruit her, Mm-hmm. Like you were like, oh, I know why this is doing. But with the Superman one, it was kind of like, um, okay, I get it. Um, you know, you see him on TV, whatever. And it was just like, how do these two not know about each other? Right. So I don't know. It. I just feel like, like you said, there was a lot of holes in it. There was a lot of left that they just didn't even touch on. And you're just like, what is, what is going on? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, DC could have done something a lot better. Um, But they were just trying to rival Marvel. And I think if they wanted to rival Marvel, now is the time to do it. Right. Well, I don't know if you've heard. They should have waited. I don't know if you've heard, though, but apparently out in the abyss is the Zack Snyder unreleased film. Because if if everyone, if, if nobody remembers, while they were making the Justice League, um, Zack Snyder lost his daughter, I believe. Um, she passed. And so he also with him in, I think it was Warner Brothers, uh, they couldn't find creative common ground from what articles I've read. And so he walked away from the project half finished. And mm-hmm. the director, the I think his name is Josh uh, Weldon, Walden, um, he actually directed the first Avengers movie. Um, he's the one that put together the current Justice League movie that we all know. But there's always been a rumor out there that there is a Schneider cut, is what they call it. So HBO Max has finally thrown a bunch of cash at Zack Snyder to get all of his, you know, cuts from the film when he was directing it and put them all together. And they're giving him a bunch of money to eventually potentially do reshoots and put it all together to release its own his own version of the justice league, what should have been. Cause the rumors are that there was only, I, I think the number he said is like one eighth of the film is what was portrayed in the, in the justice league. But there was so much that they had done and and, you know, dark side is supposed to come out and doomsday shows up or, or something along those lines. And so, you know, apparently in, in 2021 or 2022 is when the Snyder cut edition comes out. And it's supposed to be the greatest DC movie in the history of the universe. According to some rumors. Batman and Superman. What? (laughs) (laughs) They also said that about Batman and Superman. Yeah. Okay. So So there's always been this, there's always been this, um, this phrase that my family has always said, I'm, I'm sure it's pretty common, but when you're watching a trailer to the movie and then when you watch the movie and the best parts were the parts that you watched in the trailer, that's not a good movie. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, here's the other thing. It's, we're not saying that like Marvel didn't flop. I mean, Fantastic Four was a complete oh my God, yeah. flop. And I'm so honestly, Fantastic Four was part of the Avengers at one time. Mm-hmm. And actually X-Men, yeah. X-Men ne- was actually part of the Avengers. A lot of the times it was Wolverine. Right. Um, and they really don't add that in. I'm not saying X-Men was a flop. I, that kind of, I made it sound like that. No, but like they could have added a lot more, but they ended up not doing it. And I think it go- it does go to show that like they really were particular on who they were going to add. Now the original Avengers, you had to have in there. 
like mm-hmm. I was saying, with Thor, Captain America, Hulk, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and, you know, all, all Iron Man and all that. Like, those were the, those were the core. And some mm-hmm. people, that's the other thing is a lot of people are like, how come, you know, Spider-Man wasn't in the beginning? And, well, Spider-Man actually, it, it, they portrayed it really well in Spider-Man Homecoming, where he's like, hey, you're official Avenger, man. Why don't you come out? And he was like, uh, no, I think I'm just going to be the small guy. Mm-hmm. And that's who Spider-Man was. But when they really, really needed help, then they called on Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job with that as well. Um, so, you know, I just think Marvel was very particular on first. Who are we going to have in these movies? Who do we want to be like the main characters? Um, and also they allowed these characters to kind of be themselves in the Avengers movie. So like mm-hmm. Iron Man, he was like this cocky guy, but he kind of also knew that he wasn't, he was kind of a leader, but not so like Captain America was the official unofficial leader. Right. And it's, and I, I go back to this too. It's not like Captain America was the strongest one. He wasn't the best one, but he was the only one who had, who could, bring everyone together and be like hey listen we need to cut it out with mm-hmm. tony stark he was always a little you know arrogant so kind of rubbed some people the wrong way so not everyone would go to him mm-hmm. uh you know uh, banner if you piss him off you know <laughs> he's gonna turn green uh thor he's not really you know accessible as easily so mm-hmm. that's why captain america and i think a lot of people don't really understand that as well that's why captain america was the leader like he was the unofficial leader but he Mm -hmm. was like it was unspoken because everyone knew um because he was the only guy who could get everyone to just stop calm down let's focus on what we have to do versus versus like just all this bickering so Mm -hmm. that's what he was always good and he was the old school one you know he was he was the first avenger so um but yeah, I, I just think they allowed Chris Evans to be um to be Captain America and how he has always been. And then they allowed Robert Downey Jr. to do his Tony Stark and mm-hmm. continue that. And Mark Ruffalo, he kind of made the Hulk his own in the Avengers movie, which is really tough. And I think he made it work. Um Chris Hemsworth was allowed to be you know, he's this he's this cocky guy because he's a god amongst humans mm-hmm. and yet he still isn't you know he isn't so arrogant where he's like well i should be the leader and you know stuff like that so right i think they just allowed these characteristics still be themselves to really let them flow and like i said they didn't force it it was more like they kind of like they weren't all in agreement mm-hmm. but they all had one goal to stop these aliens like it wasn't that, you know, Tony Stark and Captain America were like this great pair. It was more the fact that they had differences, but then they saw these aliens are coming into into the world and like, mm-hmm. let's stop this. We have a way to stop it. And that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So they all had that same mindset when it came to stop. And I think that's what, and they show it really well, that civil war, why they kind of split and then infinity war, they can't really get it right. Mm hmm. You know, and actually you kind of see it start trickling in Avengers Age of Ultron mm-hmm. where they're starting to kind of bicker a little bit and they're yeah. not really seeing eye to eye. And, you know, they kind of come together at the end and they're like, yeah, we're okay, you know. Right. And then Civil War hits. It's like, okay, 
were obviously not seeing eye to eye, but then Infinity War happens and they kind of have to come together and they're still not seeing eye to eye and they really show why they failed. Mm-hmm. And then Endgame, they start showing you why they succeed because right. they finally came back together. Um, so I think Marvel did a really good job on the story that it wasn't just Avengers and that's all we were going to leave it at. They knew they were going to make all these other Avengers movies. So they had to set up the story and mm-hmm. make it continual. And I think that really captured a lot of people. They're like, oh, I want to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. And with DC, it was like, we want to show Justice League this one movie and uh, hopefully it'll be better than the Avengers. And that was it. That's all they had. That, mm-hmm. Their mindset was this one thing. And it wasn't like, let's continue the story and then we'll we'll introduce it later. Mm-hmm. Well, man, I am... I know. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I talked a lot more than you did, which I usually do, but <laughs> usually dominant, but you know, I, I don't really get to talk about it in depth like this all the time. Mm-hmm. So when I do get to, it's, it spews all out. So sorry. No, it's totally fine. I actually like the perspective of somebody that's read the comics that tells me the contrast to the films. Cause I'm only, like I mentioned, I only know of the films. And I am a. I still believe, though, if you have read the comics, th- then your opinion is probably going to be justified in like, well, this is how I am interpreting it, so this is how I saw it. And mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, you're going to obviously say if you have uh, what your what your issue or non-issue is with it. But you know, for someone that's that's not read the comics, like someone like me, they are still enjoyable to where you know the characters from when you were from when you grew up, and mm-hmm. it's even though that they are giving these actors are giving you their take on these characters, it's really palatable for you to accept it. And, you know, whether it is comic book accuracy or not it is still, they, they did really good job on these characters. And, yeah. and again, like what we just been, what we've been saying constantly throughout this episode is, you know, the, the story that they told and how each movie made you want to watch the next one to where it led to the very end in the end game was, really really cool and what i like of your perspective is your contrast to what the comics said like you know i when we started you were mentioning that you know you know in the in this cinematic universe thor i mean was was you know a good avenger but you know they really didn't play into how he really is in the comics where he's Mm -hmm. you know a, a better fighter he's a god and he's you know, some argue is stronger than Hulk and yet they didn't really kind of portray that in the way that you thought that they would, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's just some examples of it. And that's just what I love to hear is what's, what of the comics is different that I'm not seeing. So I, I really appreciate that take and that, um, and that, uh, different Avenue than what I'm used to seeing. Cause again, just only watching what's on screen. I, I'm just, you know, not necessarily, not necessarily saying you need to read a comic, but, just uh you know just getting that kind of perspective is also really really enlightening um well thanks man i i appreciate you saying that um you know it's not like with all these movies they're not going to get every single thing right because they are going to try and every director every writer every producer is going to try and get their their perspective or how they think it should be played in there a little bit. So it's not always going to be a hundred percent right. I understand that even with the Spider-Man movies, I get it. 
And that's why I didn't have that big of an issue when they made Andrew Garfield as the Spider-Man. And he wasn't like Peter Parker-esque. Like he wasn't like this super nerdy guy. He was kind of more of a hip, but they kind of made it modernized. So I kind of understood it. I mean, again, if I were going to, if I were going to make it, I would go to the original Peter Parker where he's this big old nerd. He's super smart um, and all that. But um, what, what I really like is these characters, you know, like I said, Chris Evans, he made it his own. It, it wasn't, it's not a hundred percent. I'm, I assume, I mean, I didn't read all of Captain America comics, but I assume for the most part, Captain America, you know, wasn't exactly how Chris Evans portrayed him, but he did a really good job. And that's what I can appreciate. I can look back at these movies and I can say they did a good job on how to portray him and still be likable, even if you read the comics. I know there are a lot of people who just like, if it's not like the comics, they don't want to watch it. I get that. But I like to gear towards more of, okay, if they are going to change it, they're always going to change it. So how do they change it? And does it really work? And I think for the most part, most of them do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Spider-Man for me, I'm always going to be a little more stingier. I'm always going to be a little more, you know, I'm going to critique it to a T. Um, but in the, I can still, I still appreciate the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. I may not agree with all of them, but I still like, I can still watch them and enjoy it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I think a lot of people have a hard time with that when they like read the comics and they're like, well, they got Captain America wrong or they got Thor wrong or they got the Hulk wrong, you know, whatever. But they're going to modernize it a little bit to get to a different audience than just the people who read the comics. They also want people to, uh, you know, watch their movie. So mm-hmm. they have to kind of appease uh, a different, um, a different watch, uh, different people who may not have, like yourself, you didn't read them. So you watch these and you're like, oh man, this is really cool, man. That's mm-hmm. so cool. And that's okay. Like, that's not bad. That They still made these movies really well. We were kind of talking about who, like these movies that we didn't like. And it wasn't like we hated them. We were just like, eh, I don't really have to watch it. It's just, right. it was, it was there. And you still enjoyed, you know, even though I wasn't a fan of Iron Man 3, I'll still watch it again if, you know, if it were on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark and I'll keep watching it because he makes Iron Man who he is in the movies and mm-hmm. I, I like it. So. I agree. All right. Well, I think that's it. I, I mean, we can probably go for another two hours. Probably, but I don't think our wives want us to. No, I'm sure our audience doesn't want us to either. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Man, I, we were really excited about doing this, kind of talking. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to talk a little bit more. Maybe we can have like a special where we just strictly talk about the Avengers. That might be something we could do. Mm-hmm. You know, That'd be cool. So anyway, uh, I still have two Avengers movies to watch, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Spider-Man. So I still have a few. And that's That'll- it. I'm actually kind of jealous. I feel like I need to start. I'm going to start watching all the, the Marvel movies now that majority of them are on Disney plus. So even you know though what I've, heard, I fa- even though I've seen them like a hundred times, I, you know, I can watch them all over again. They're that good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I'm going to rewatch them again. Uh, probably when cam is born, I'll probably maybe by myself. <laughs> I might watch them. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but you know what I really noticed is 
when we started, I was like, okay, we're probably going to watch like one movie a day and it's going to be kind of a, a, a long commitment. But as we have been watching them, it has been an easy watch. And sometimes there's one day where we watched like four of them in one wow. day because we just, we weren't doing anything and we we're like, well, let's keep watching it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we just liked it. I mean, you know, after we watched Captain America, the first Avenger, we were like, oh, Captain Marvel is next. And we we're like, ooh, yeah, let's watch it. You know, and then we watched it right away. And you're just like, man, it was it was an easy watch. Um, you know, we kind of got tripped up with uh, the Doctor Strange when we got there. We were kind of like, Ugh. yeah, that one, that one's <laughs> uh, a little that one's a little tougher. But once you get to Ant Man, though, that makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, and uh, thanks for letting us uh, thanks for letting us nerd out, man. I loved it. I did too. We got to do so, any uh, final thoughts? No, but I, I will say I think we need to, not only do we need to talk about the Avengers, I think we need to, I think we need to have a whole episode dedicated to movies again like we did before. I think it's time to, to oh, talk yeah. about, to talk about movies again. And, uh, you maybe know, if Brad rank. is still a movie buff, maybe he needs to come back on the show. Oh yeah, maybe we should rank the, the bed, the, our top five Marvel movies. Ooh, that's a good one. That would one. be good. That would I be good. good. And I know. Spots, though. They're all, like, it's hard. I, I would have, like, <laughs> four movies tied for fourth place or something. <laughs> well, maybe we can make it a two-weeker. We can have Ooh. our top ten. Or, yeah. Hey, you guys just found out. This this might be a future thing that we're going to do. This is how we decide our shows. We just kind of throw ideas against the wall, and whichever one sticks, that's what we're going with. Whichever one we go, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's what we're <laughs> All right, that's enough chick chat. We we will definitely talk to you guys next week. We are oh man, we're getting excited for next week now. <laughs> All right, see you guys. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to uh, Two Bays in a Pod. We always appreciate it. Uh, we are on all major podcasts, so if you would go rate and review. Uh, we are when I say major uh, podcast, we are on iHeart, we are on Apple, we are on Google, and we are on Spotify. On all those podcasts, like I said, go rate and review. Anything will help, uh, we, and we would appreciate it if you would go and do that. Um, also, go follow us on Two Bays in a Pod. We are strictly on Instagram, uh, but Cody has been doing a great job on there. Uh, it's an easy follow, and uh, you can just you know double tap everything that we post. That would be great. Uh, and if you have any questions, feel free to comment on any of the posts and or uh, direct message us. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys as well. And uh, if you want to go check out some cool uh, fitness gear or um, any uh, workout supplement type stuff, go to fnxfitness.com. Um, and uh, we actually have uh, where you can get 15% off uh, on your whole purchase. They got some really good stuff and Cody is going to explain how to get that 15% off uh, by using a code. That's right, everybody. So all you have to do is go to drewcodesportstock.com. At the very bottom of our homepage is actually a link to fnxfit.com. You just click on that link, do your shopping, get your supplements, get your workout gear, 
And then right as you're checking out, use the promo code Drew Code 15, and that'll give you 15% off your total purchase. And I think right now they've got a pretty big sale going on with the whole quarantine and stuff. So you guys want to definitely go swoop up any of those deals and use our promo code to get uh, even more discounts. So definitely go check that out. Also on our website, you can head over to drewcodesportstalk.com slash two bays in a pod. That whole page is dedicated to this podcast, two bays in a pod, which is basically just Drew and I sharing some life stories, talking about movies, having our wives on, talking about silly shows like 90 Day Fiance and whatever else we might have on. So it's definitely a good listen. Go ahead and listen to all those episodes. Um, We would honestly love to hear your feedback as well. So on those podcasts that you guys listen to, like Andrew said, rate and review. Uh, You guys can also leave us a question or a comment on that uh, page as well. And we'd really love to interact with you guys. And uh, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. So don't forget, Two Bays in a Pod is on Mondays. Drew Code Sport Talk is on Thursdays. And with that being said, we will see you guys next time.